Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! is asinine radio this is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review we get into our vinyl pickups and what we've listened to and that leads into our songs of the week and then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world my name is tyler way out there hundreds of miles away way out there in the ether is jeff uh go to apple podcast go to uh anywhere where you can rate and review the podcast and give us five stars don't be a dumbass bocephus um and just just be nice to us Give us a good, give us a good uh, rating and everything. Uh, social media is all Asinine Radio. Follow us there. Yeah. Talk to us, whatever you want to do. But we might make fun of you. I don't know. So Jeff, let's. Uh, it's it's been a long time coming tonight. So so let's just jump right into our fearless <laughs> beer review. Two and a half hours later, let's sure. get into that. So what do you got? I have another seltzy today. Okay. I do. This is this time. This is from the truly category the truly beers yes 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 uh this is a truly seltzer it's citrus punch i i had a truly like in my first couple days in my seltzer career or something and i didn't like the truly's at all that they're really gross but i'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of like the mango cart i'm a big fan of like the other seltzer so i'm i'm coming back i'm coming back to them yeah because mango cart is not that good The, the mango cart Beer and the mango cart seltzer is just mediocre. I feel. Oh, the mango so. cart lime and cucumber is is untouchable. Dude. It truly is. Like That's it's like, leading the seltzer game right there. It's fact. One of the worst combos of flavors right there. Lime and cucumber? Oh. Are you kidding me, dude? There's like literally nothing. <laughs> That's a little loud. There's not a better. <laughs> the fucking worst. There, there is not a better summer snack than sliced cucumbers, sprinkled with tahini and with lime squeezed over it. That is to die for. No, that's disgusting. That's what that is. You do you not like cucumbers? I I mean they don't really have. No, not really. They're really bland, and they're just they don't taste they don't taste good. Dude, they don't the taste really bad. Like, but oh, they're so good. They're, I, I I like green fruits. I guess I like Granny Smith apples. I I won't eat any other apples except for Granny Smith apples. Like why even waste your time? Granny Smith <laughs> is the best, hands down. I think like well, just I, green fruits green apples in general, are better. My favorite. Yeah. Green apples are better than red apples. That's that's for sure. Green but, bell wait, peppers. My favorite cucumbers, are all the bell peppers. Cucumbers are fruits? No. Well, it's got a bunch of seeds shit in them. They're vegetables. Right? I think if it has seeds, it's a fruit. Right? Oh, my God. I don't know. Let, let, let me let me see. Like, I'm pretty sure if it has seeds and it's a fruit, like an apple. You bite into an apple. It's got seeds. You open a lemon. It's got seeds. Cucumber has seeds. It's a fruit. You're it's right. Citrus. You're right. You're right. Fruit. You're I, right. Why am I even doubting myself? You're right. You're fu- Cucumber is a fruit. It's, it's like fruit. it's like the most bland fruit ever. That's why I thought it was a vegetable because it's so bland and boring. It's so it's so plain old people. All all green Boy. fruits are good. Max, you subtract that. I think like honeydew melon or some shit. Whatever melon is yeah, green, I don't like. Honey, honeydew isn't very good. But it's trash. But honeydew's not not green. Oh no, I guess no. There's green honeydew. There's green honeydew. Yeah. 
Actually, anyway. melons, melons in general are not my thing. I, I like watermelon, but it's way too much work for for what you get inside. For that, <laughs> do, do you ever did you ever do the thing where where you'd make like the watermelon balls? You'd have that special like scooper spoon. You mean a melon baller? <laughs> yeah, like a melon baller. Yeah, I guess <laughs> <laughs> this is what you call it. Uh, no, never did uh, that. Yeah, we used to do that all the time as a kid. My mom, my mom would like force us to work, and we would just like scoop out watermelon balls. Take oh. us like hours, or what there. felt like hours. There you go. Cost probably cost her two bucks, and kept you kept you out of her hair for two and a half hours. Exactly. I never ate this shit because watermelons, whatever. But uh, well, mm, it it I've I've learned to enjoy it more as I've mm, as I've got older. As a kid, I didn't a, like watermelon. It's, it's a lot of work. Like it's a yeah. big fucking melon. It's a lot of work. It's very messy. It's like ninety five percent water, but it's good. Like it's it for sure everywhere. Good. It's just, like, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work. work. Whatever. I got a truly okay. seltzer. So truly seltzer. Off. Okay. Fuck off. Okay. So I have a, uh, I have something from the dudes brewing company here in LA. Uh, it's called blood orange. It's an amber, it's an amber ale, uh, which I guess is kind of infused with uh, blood orange. I don't know. Uh, it says it's part of the juice box series. It's 7.2 ABV. <laughs> and uh, I got this from friend of the pod, Aaron. She, uh, she was over a few days ago and she left this here. Um, and she just said I can keep them. So, so yeah. So that's what it, that's what I got. And uh, no, it's actually five point five percent. I'm sorry, not seven point two. What am I? What am I? An idiot? Jesus. Okay. So yeah, it's, this pours out pretty dark, and it smells like an amber. And I hope it's good. You ready? I am ready. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, that was loud. Yeah, they like sprayed. Ugh. All right. What do you think of your truly? That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> wow, that is so nasty. I'm not even going to go. It's like almost pasty. It's thick. Take another sip. Take another sip. No, I'm not touching this thing Do again. it. Come that on. Just, why are you being a little disgusting? What flavor is that? It says fruit punch, and it's got a lime on the front. <laughs> what flavor is that? I don't even know what flavor that is. I never even tasted that. I, what is I'm it? Not, I mean, what, what what would you even compare it to? There's only one gram of sugar in it, too. Like, first of all, it's really sugary. Like, it's really, really sweet. But it's like yeah. it's like when you made Kool-Aid, but you put a lot of the powder in, and you mix it up as best as you could, but you still just couldn't quite mix it good enough. And there's a little bit of that residue, that stickiness, that, that, <laughs> that powdery flavor or that powdery substance, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, that's what it, that's what this feels like. It's just very very heavy in my mouth, and I don't like this at all. This is disgusting. And it's the fruit punch flavored, right? Yeah, I, oh, I had sorry, that one citrus punch, whatever that citrus that punch. Means. Okay, maybe I had I haven't had that one because I had the fruit punch one last weekend. I thought it was pretty damn good, but I I think I think out of all the the, the seltzers, I think truly is the best. That's my favorite. I think what out I look for brands. what I look for most in a seltzer is just. I want it to be essentially just like flavored club soda. Like mm. that is it. Because so I do you want like, like kind of boring stuff. Yeah. I just want it very basic. Cause I do drink like flavored club soda just on its own. Like if yeah. it's hot out or something, I'll just drink a flavored club soda. Cause I think it's really good. It's just, okay. just to write enough sweetness. But like, this is a full on. Yeah. Like this, truly's, is a, wait, this is way too sweet. Yeah. Truly's are very, very sweet there. I think they're probably the sweetest out of all the, out of all the brands. Especially the big, especially the big brands. This is owned but, by 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 Boston Beer Company. This is owned by Sam Adams. Is it really? I didn't know that. Is that? I'm, I'm just reading a little bit about it here. Yeah, that's huh. 
Damn, dude, they're they're making a killing with it. Because <laughs> truly, is like those, that shit sold out. Stu- oh, so Sam, so Boston, the Boston Brewing Company, they own Dogfish Head now too, right? So they yeah. they also own Truly, the Twisted Tea, the Hard Ice Ice Tea, the yeah, Hard Ice Tea. Yeah, that's popular too. Angry Orchard, they own all these other breweries, but they're still you know they're still craft because that's what they do. Apparently, <laughs> that's fucking stupid. <laughs> those are big brands too. Angry Orchard and 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 the Twisted Tea. Well, they probably it's just sit around their right. board meetings and say, how much money is going to cost us this year to expand the definition of craft beer? That's what they do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> you, you, you know what? You might like the Bud Light Seltzers more than the Trulies because they're, they're not nearly as sweet, but they're still pretty good. I didn't even know Bud Lights had a seltzer. Yeah, that's all that Ryan buys us all the time because there's always like really good deals on them. Oh. So there's always like a 12 or 18 pack inside our fridge. Yeah, I, I, dude, I really just want like a club soda, but like alcohol. Like if I get to drink club soda, I mean that's like my 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 drink of choice is is lime club soda with vodka. Like that's my cocktail dude, of choice. So just like that's so gross, man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like <laughs> zero flavor, and the bit of flavor that you have is just not good. I, I like just the bubbles. I like the lime, and I like to taste a little bit of alcohol to know I'm getting a good buzz. Yeah, and then when we when we were in Europe, you know, what was it, twelve years ago? Anything bubbly? Fuck, you just like throw it out. Nah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I'm well, sure I mean, also, also to be fair, like when we first started drinking at D Land, like our drink of choice was Diet Coke and vodka, and that <laughs> is fucking nasty. It's really not that good. It's disgusting. Like the only reason why I drink it now is strictly for nostalgic purposes, but it is really, really disgusting. Yeah, and just because you know it'll get you there fast. Very yeah, because you don't taste the vodka at all. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's it's bad. The the only thing that makes what makes a VDC bad is that it it makes the the diet coke instantly flat. Like there's yeah, n- zero bubbles, zero bubbles. Like, m- like there's not even like a, like a grace period of like a minute. Like it's in <laughs> the fizz is instantly gone. The bubbles are instantly gone and that's it. It's so weird. Okay. So we have a, we have a three point rating system. Oh wait, should I go with over my, my beer first? Yes. Okay. So oh. my, my blood orange Amber, this is not that good, but it's not like, it's not enough to make me just like throw it out. I might finish it. I'll just finish what's in my glass because I got a sixteen or I got a, a sixteen ounce can. So I'll just like I'm not gonna finish it. I'm just gonna finish what's in my glass because it's not very good. It's it pours out super dark. It does taste like an amber, but like it tastes like they tried to sweeten it up, but it just didn't. It just didn't work. I would rather drink a, a Dos Equis amber or another like Mexican amber beer because this is not very good. It's disappointing. Well, we're starting I, I this off ambers. I know, right? After all the technical difficulties for the last two and a half hours, and then now this. So, okay, so we have a three-point rating system where uh, three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a a try. And zero is a drain pour. So what would you give your truly? This is a... See, like, this is not the worst beer I've ever tried in my life. It's it's not. like, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's not a one. So I guess point five. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'm just throwing out random numbers at this point, but this is this is trash. This is so bad. All right. All right. That's crazy. Oh, that's crazy you don't like it. This is know. fucking disgusting. Truly is where it's at, man. Better than white claws, everything. So um so for my 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 blood orange amber, I'm gonna have to give this one a one point five. 
out of three. I'm, I'm never ever gonna go back to this, but it's not it's not terrible, but it it leaves a bad aftertaste too. That's a bad aftertaste. So, uh, so what do you have for your backies? Oh, I I've I've already just poured a Bud Light and squeezed two limes into there to counteract <laughs> this disgusting taste of the truly. <laughs> All right. I give a fuck. Right. I don't care. I, I got some it. buddies. I got some buddies with me without lime. Thank you very much. Uh, also, our boy Raul has not uh, left a review on Beer Advocate for us. So there's that. But a lot of people like give this this my beer like a mediocre review, if not bad review. So yeah, it's it's not very good. So uh, let's let's get into our vinyl pickups, and uh, that leads into our songs of the week. So what do you got, Jeff? All right. This was uh this was one from from a couple weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I, whatever, here it is. Here it is. The, here. the Lumineers, the Lumineers. This is, uh, it's not weird. This is, this is, a, this is, they're a good band. <laughs> Didn't think they, you heard me. They have a very distinct sound. It's, it's like kind of like a indie folk rock sound. It's very Lumineer sounding. That That is their sound. It's very Lumineer mm-hmm. sounding. Okay. Uh, you pretty much probably either like think this is like terrible and, and just really stupid or you love it i i love that I, I really really do enjoy this band okay i don't so, but okay yeah uh, that's all right mm-hmm. i got their I got, I got their second album it's just called cleopatra um this was is in a, a cover lot. of the weezer song no cleopatra that song's so good it's just that, an album of covers from that weezer covers of that weezer song that's a terror that's like one of the worst songs but uh, this is this is good. It's it is it is exactly what I expected them to be sounding like, and it is uh, exactly what they delivered. So I like it, and I'm going to keep it because I dig it. So where'd you get enough. it from? This was just like a lot that I bought. This actually came in the same lot as the All Time Low, so this was oh, also God. free. Okay, actually, right. everything I'm going to talk about today is, was was free. Oh, okay, must be nice. Must be yeah. Nice. So that that'll be fun for you. Yeah, I'm having a blast already, huh? Um, Bad beer, free, <laughs> non-free albums for me, two and a half hour technical difficulties. Good night. <laughs> oh, no, not, off great. Not everything is free. This one's not free. Uh, the Vandals, look what I almost stepped in. I, I, you got I, a discount on it. I, yeah, this was discounted. <laughs> so I picked this one up. This is, uh, this is just, this was my introduction to the Vandals. This was me in my teens Jackass was the first Vandal song I ever heard. That's on here. 14 is my favorite Vandal song. That's on here. So there's a lot of nostalgia attached to this. It's, it's a fantastic album. The Vandals don't really do anything bad at all. So it was a good pickup. And um, it's on this cool, like, green translucent vinyl. So I was super stoked about it. And it sounds great. Lucky guy, man. Their best song is on that record with Go. Go is the best. I mean, this record has, like, our top songs, right? 14 and Go. Go 14. Well, I mean, 14's good, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put that in even I don't even think I'd put that in top ten. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely top one. It is it is their best song. It is <laughs> 14 it is, ev- is not their best song. Get it the is, fuck out of it here, is everything you want from the vandals. I know Go is fine because it's fast and it's cool, but like 14 is essentially what the vandals are. A complete joke. <laughs> and they take themselves as such. I, I, I just don't I don't understand you. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in that in, in your fucking brain. When a band like the Vandals puts out music for the better part of their career, they do so for one purpose, and that is to have fun, to not take themselves, the music scene, the fans, anything in life essentially seriously. And 14 fully embodies that mindset. 
It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. the lyrics are are fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> but Go is still a better song, and Hitler Bad is a better album. It's just the way she goes. You first of all, you don't even like either of those albums. You think like <sighs> anytime they're fast paced is like their best stuff. Like Hitler Bad, you like you don't want to do it, but whatever, that's fine. We're not even talking about the. What are you talking? We we've done Hitler Bad on the pod. Else. Yeah, because I want to do Hitler Bad. You want to do like fucking pizza vandalism or something? Because that's the no. early stuff. Okay, and that's the yeah. best stuff. And yeah, because you you really you really know me because you know that's completely untrue. No, it's fact. Or, or you want to do like their fucking country covers album? <laughs> No, you won't cuck. fucking idiot. Next one I got. Oh, dude. Actually, I got, I got. I got. I pretty much went through all my surf rock, so I'm done with surf rock. But one thing I thought was really cool mm-hmm. was this band called the Rhythm Rockers. Their album Soul Surfing. This is their only album, 1963. Couldn't find like fucking any info on this band, and it was it was so weird because you usually can find like something. Yeah, found like nothing. Was and it, was it even on Discogs? Yeah, it was on Discogs, but if you click on like their band name or whatever, that yeah. it just like repeated itself and looped back until like the Soul Surfing page, and then if you clicked on any members, it would just loop back to the Rhythm Rockers mm. page. So it was just it, uh, whatever. It's kind of cool though. What's cool about this one? So like, these guys apparently played a lot with Dick Dale on in in the Rendezvous Room, which we talked about. It was in Balboa in the early '60s. And this album was out of print for like a long time. This came out in 1963 and it was out of print. They printed it in 63 and then never again until 2010. And they printed, re- repressed that one on blue vinyl. Huh. So Wait, like, do you how, have the blue vinyl one or the original? No, I have the original. Oh, that's so cool. But like so how, cool. how, like what the fuck? How weird? Like why this? And who did this? Who, I, I couldn't find out like who actually repressed it, who thought it was a good idea. I think it's a great band. I think they're a great band. They're really good, but it's just it's just very weird. Yeah, that just seems strange. But then think about like the the one band that you know, the the no one special band, that punk band. Like, why would they repress that record? It never did anything. That's true. It never went anywhere. But the band still repressed it. So that's true because that was I guess the guy. One of those weird situations too. That was like a guy who had who worked for I don't know. I might be butchering this, but that, that the person who who initiated the repressing was somebody who worked for the label, or worked for whatever small label, originally pressed the No One Special, and then thought like, hey, the vinyl thing's getting kind of big, let's repress these, and that's why he did it. So maybe yeah, you're right. Like maybe that's a reason why they repressed Rhythm Rockers is just somebody. I mean, this probably happens more often than we know. It's just yeah. we don't can't listen to everything, you know. Yeah, it's tough. This is cool. But, it's it's very beat driven, heavy bass lines that lead the band rather than like complement the lead guitar. It's more yeah. like the bass lines are driving everything forward. Is there a lot of brass on it as well, or is it mostly a four piece or three piece? There there is some brass, but it's not it's not it's not a lot. This is that's good then. This is mostly like drummer and bass leading the band, and everyone that's else cool. is kind of coming in. This is very heavy. I, this is actually pretty heavy for like a surf rock band of this era. See, I like that because I've noticed with the, with some older surf music, once there's too much brass in it, I just it totally turns me off. It, it can be it just it can be pretty much. annoying. Yeah, <laughs> it's just way too much at times, and it's so so much louder than everything else. Yeah, and yeah, it just it's not for me. But that sounds yeah. cool. I'm interested in it. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So um, what else you got? Otis Redding. I got Otis Redding a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like uh, he he's he's kind of. So I, I got Otis Redding, his album King and Queen. 
This is a duet that he did with Carla Thomas. It's his sixth album. Came out in 67. This is actually the last thing that he released before he died. Um, but soul and R&B is, is just, it's definitely a genre I never got into. And even today, I really have trouble focusing and sitting still. And I think it's because it never, like, like for me, listening to a lot of essentially rock music and things that, that happen, songs progress in ways that I like. And I've never been a vocal person or something to focus focus on the vocals. Yeah, I think that's why, like the soul and R and B thing never really clicked with me. But it's understandable. But Otis, he has this very abrasive and hyperactive approach, and it's it's like his singing is just it's almost like weird and spastic and like just hectic and crazy. So I've always been interested in him, but I never dove in until I got that Hendrix slash Otis Redding album. I can't even remember when I got it. It was when he started collecting vinyl. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is really I cool. That. I dig this. And so this is this entire thing is very interesting. It's very engaging. And then paired up with Carla Thomas, it makes for this like killer Beauty and the Beast type thing. Similar to that that uh, Louis Armstrong, I love Fitzgerald thing they achieved there. Because Louis Armstrong's voice is just, I mean, it's it's bad. Yeah, He's I've not never... a good singer. Yeah. But, but it's, it's unique. It's yeah, very unique. Yeah, exactly. It's unique and then matched up with like Ella. It's just like, dude, what are you... Unbelievable. <laughs> but this is great, dude. This is so good. I like this a lot. I like Otis' style. I haven't heard a lot of what he's done, but he didn't really do a lot before he died. He died like 25 years old or something like that. But Damn. Like, Wait, this, Otis Redding died that early? Yeah, he was super young. What? No Plane way. crash. Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought he'd live to be like in his 60s. No, he he died. He died super. He he only released six albums. Yeah, he died what fucking fuck? crazy early. Yeah, you're right. Holy crap! I had no idea. Wow. I don't know. It's it's cool. Like like it's this is this could be he could be like the marijuana. He could be the gateway into the harder stuff, the better stuff. Yeah. I don't know, but this is this is cool, man. I really I really dig it. It's just like it's just very driving drum beats, heavy bass lines, and all the brass parts supplement the faster paced songs rather than overtake them and like a lot of other kind of soul things that I hear where the brass comes in super loud, super strong. Mm-hmm. This is this is definitely taking the backseat. So it's good and and I like it. So then what um, else you got? JFA. I got I got JFA. You picked me up this on, on yeah. some beautiful Saturday afternoon. That glass house baby. That was so nice. I was like, hey they got JFA? Like, oh yeah, they have the album that you've been looking for. Do you want it? Right, like up it. right up on the wall. Right up on the wall. Just right, right there for everyone to see. Stupid face. You want me to buy it? <laughs> I couldn't believe you. I couldn't believe you said yes. I was shocked. Dude, this is the, they're local heroes out here. You can't find this. Like like this is. There's not a lot of local heroes from Arizona. Arizona doesn't have like a rich history in music. So yeah. like the four or five bands that have done a lot. Not I don't want to say done a lot for the community, but have been around and are very popular within the community. They're very difficult to find, especially like somebody like JFA. Yeah, when you especially do in find the punk it, scene. when you do find it, it's just so expensive. Like I've seen this album before, like Grace, and it was like seventy five dollars. I can't believe I got it for for as much as I did. Actually, scratch. I saw it once at Grace Records, and it was seventy five dollars. And then their EPs go for like forty five. Fuck that. And I bought one of their EPs at the record show for twenty five. <laughs> Four fucking songs. They play at forty five. Yeah, this plays at forty five too. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. Is it, this is is cool. it original pressing or what? Yeah. This is this is this is their first album, nineteen eighty three. Um, 
it's fucking good. I mean, I am I am a little biased because I do like surf rock, and they do a bunch of surf rock covers. Um, they're not like you know they straight up like punk style surf rock, but they're also not direct covers. There's somewhere in between, so that's really okay. cool. And I, I think they were really young when they wrote this, like teens when when this came out. So that's um, how many albums did they put out? They put out like I think they re-released this as an album slash comp too. But I think they only put out like two or three albums, but a ton of mm-hmm. EPs, some splits. And I think because Arizona gets things late. And so mm-hmm. when like punk is blowing up kind of in the 80s and like Black Flag's getting big, Arizona's not getting like that. It's, it's not it's not that big here. So <laughs> like it probably uh-huh. wasn't until like the 90s where, where like punk got big. By, by, by that time, like all these like JFA was already on the outs. Yeah, they're probably already broken up and forgotten for the most part. So you know, whatever, it's cool. It was a good, it was a good album. I'm happy with it. Okay, good, I good. Dig. I'm glad, glad. So what else you got? Couple things here. Both Weezer. I got. Uh, I well, I guess I'll start with Van Weezer. I oh, listened yeah, to I got Van that Weezer for you too. Yeah. Damn, from Glasshouse um, again. <laughs> Dude, Glasshouse pulling through. Glasshouse is. Uh, I've never even been there, but well, the record store <laughs> part of it. But that's that's yeah. my favorite California record store. <laughs> you haven't even been there. It's great. I know I've never even been there before. But like all of the, all the things they post online, all of the pictures that I've seen, it's just it looks very cool. And the Glasshouse venue is a fucking fantastic venue, and it's the best venue in SoCal. Badass. Oh, hands down, it's the best venue in SoCal. Yeah. So yeah, Van Weezer. I put that one on. Um, this is a solid output. Uh, the the few songs that we had talked about previously and and here and there. It was good, and this uh, this kind of like this kind of like brought him back up for me. Like this kind of made me a believer again. The melodies are strong. <laughs> the song structures themselves are very reminiscent of the early days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the music overall can be a little poppy, but this is this is quite a banger. This is good Weezer. This yes. is pretty good Weezer. I've I like I I thought I think Van Weezer is like the perfect combination of what they were doing on Blue mixed with like Van Halen or like their heavier music from like Maladroit. So I feel like it's a combination of those two records mashed into one. Yeah. That's kind of how I viewed it. It was, it was, it was, it was cute too. Like it was, I mean, just following this band for so long, knowing where like Rivers came from, who he is as a, not even fucking know him, but like who he, <laughs> who he is, what type of music he likes, how he plays his guitar. Cause they're a very metal band that is like masked, heavily in this emo indie alternative rock thing mm-hmm. but this let it all come out and it was kind of funny that they kind of interpolated the crazy train into yeah, their I music like there and that's funny because crazy train is like such a heavy song that turns into kind of like a a weak pop heavy song i know it's <laughs> like so that weird. that intro to crazy train is so fucking good it's like one of the heaviest coolest things you'll ever hear but after it's over it turns into a pretty dumb song I know it's 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 such a it's such a shock if you've never if you've only ever heard that riff and that the 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 drum and bass right that doom, like just that those hits right there ah dude it's it's so cool but damn dude it is it's rough after that still good though. <laughs> it is, still good it is it is it is good it is good it's fun it's catchy but but it does not match the the intro riff whatsoever but no. it's so it's so easier to do that right because like that song is kind of bridging like the heavy metal world with kind of like the pop metal world. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what this album is. So I thought that was a smart choice and I dug it. 
And it's a pink, uh, neon pink variant too that you got. Oh yeah, that's uh, that was another thing too. Like like uh, like my favorite color vinyl that we have is is the RTJ four one, the pink one. Yeah, that's easily the best. So getting this one, I wanted to pull this out and compare the two. So I did pull out the RTJ four, but as soon as I pulled this one out, because it was a little bit translucent, I was already like, nah, nah, this ain't gonna yeah. work. It's not better. But I did pull out the RTJ four. I held them both up together, and RTJ four <laughs> does does take the cake. Oh, totally. It's it's the best looking variant in my collection for sure. I have some cool very, stuff too. It's just such a nice, vibrant pink. Oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> it's so sick. So another uh, Weezer one I got, I finally got Pinkerton Deluxe. Four discs, oh, four LPs. Right. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. and what and how was it? I mean, that's a lot of music right there. That's a it's, lot. Uh, <laughs> it's it's sequenced weird. I don't understand why it is the way it is. Mm-hmm. So the first disc is just Pinkerton, the regular album. And then the second disc is a lot of the B-side studio versions. But then there's like three or four live versions kind of mixed in there. And then disc three and four is is like studio live mixed in completely. Mm-hmm. And I just think like, why would you not just put all of the studio stuff on one disc and then put all the live stuff on one disc. That way you can listen to a live record. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah, no, it, that totally makes sense. It's weird. But, yeah. um, I mean, I've heard all of these songs numerous times. And some of my favorite Weezer songs are B-sides from this era. And mm-hmm. so I just, I this was, like, this was a must-have. And I am so fucking happy with it. I am so happy with it. I listened to the Pinkerton version of this once. And then mm-hmm. the other three days I listened to like two or three times in the past couple of weeks. <laughs> how just, does that, how does just the standard album sound? Does it, does it sound better than your, than your original, than your other Pinkerton? Yeah, it's definitely louder. It's more clear. It's not, it, I mean, it's not like leaps and bounds better, but mm-hmm. it's better. And I'm happy, uh, I'm happy purging my, my original Pinkerton. So <laughs> original to you, not, a, not an actual an original copy, but correct. Yeah. Correct. All right. Cool. 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 So then, what else you got? That was free too. Wait, what was free? <laughs> the Pinkerton. Actually, everything I've talked about so far has been free. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. So then, what else? You got? Uh, what else? I got Tremulant. I got. I got. Oh, I got that's Tremulant. right. Yes. Yeah. I got that's Tremulant. Finally. I know. Can't wait till and, you get Amputecture. You've been waiting a long time. Don't don't hold your breath there. Cause, <laughs> all right. So yeah, I got Tremulant. Um, you know this is this is good. It's a it's an EP. Of course it's good. You you didn't like it. You said it was it oh was too God. short and like it was not. I've that never great. said that. And like, I've never you, said you, you ranked like it that. super low because it was whatever. I think this is fantastic. This is le- like legit a perfect bridge from At the Drive into Mars Volta. There's nothing. Yeah. They could have done nothing better than this. This is absolutely unbelievably good. And it sounds great. It runs at 45 too. And when I opened it, it was kind of like the glossiest thing I've ever seen as far as like new records come like go. Mm-hmm. Like it was so fucking glossy. And I was weird. I've never seen something so shiny. That's weird. It almost it was sounds really like shiny. It almost sounds like, like it shouldn't be like that. Did it and it played okay? Yeah, it played fine. It sounded great. It was loud. It was robust. Okay. It came fast too. Like Clouds Hill was like, "Hey, dude, we're gonna ship it out right now." I was like, "Okay." And then like the same day, I walked out and it was there. So <laughs> that's fine. Wow. I wish, 
I wish it was that nice for me when I got the box set. Yeah. Spent all the money on the box set. Yeah. All the money, all the time, all, all the that, worry. All the stress. Yeah, the stress. Not knowing when it's if it if it's gonna get there after I leave, I don't know. I just I just don't know. Oof, that was rough. That, that was, was a rough weekend. That was like watching like a, a like some game seven final match. <laughs> like, is it gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Like at, at the last second, throwing up a three pointer, Kobe hitting that three, winning by one. Like that yeah. like buzzer beater style. Like that was I think it was it was, was like intense. it was like two and a half weeks of you and I checking the tracking information probably every 30 minutes for like two and a half weeks just to see if there was movement and there was very little movement until the last maybe three four days yeah that was that was that was rough very rough well the expected ship like the expected delivery date too was after you you were going to leave but we yeah we're like there's no way it's already in phoenix there's no way that it's going to be delivered in three days from now it has to come tomorrow and we were trying to think, oh, if we go to the post office, maybe they'll give it to us. We we're trying to like, come up with all of these ideas. Yeah. So stupid. Because the stupid fucking post office can't do their goddamn jobs properly. Uh, it's true. It's very true. Fuck them. Fuck them. Okay. Um, so what else you got? I, I got, so this is like the last thing to complete my collection. But I got uh-huh. Morrison Hotel by The Doors. Okay. So their fifth album, uh, 1970. This came out after the Soft Parade, which people didn't like too much. I think Soft Parade's fucking fantastic. Oh, that's what we talked about, what was it, two weeks ago? Maybe a week ago? The Soft Parade? Yeah, didn't we just talk about that one? Is that the, I thought that was the one where, where Morrison wasn't... It was obviously after he died, but it was pretty much the other guys just jamming. No, that was, a, that was an American Prayer. That was That's like okay. their last, last album. Soft Parade is, is their fourth album, uh, they were still alive, or he was still, Jim Morrison was still alive. But it's more like experimental. It's operated more like jazz, blues, kind of fusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a lot, it's, it's a lot bluesier than people kind of wanted. And, I mean, a, a lot more jazzy than the people wanted. Morrison Hotel is kind of like a return to the blues rock, psychedelic rock thing. And that's that's the cover that says like Morrison Hotel, and it's got Jim Morrison in the front. It's very yellow, pretty popular cover. But I, I, this was the last one that I that I needed to kind of like complete my doors collection, and I bought it from some fucking tweaker, for probably it was I got a good deal on it. But this fucking oh, tweaker, that okay, I knew who you were talking about. Yeah, I went to this guy's about? house, and I specifically asked his fucking butthole. I said, "Are you the type <laughs> of guy that are is going to charge forty dollars for Zeppelin Four, no matter what condition and no matter what pressing it is?" And he's like, no, man, no way. I'm like, I'm super easy. Like, we can make a deal. Come over, hang out. Like, there's some records. I was like, okay, whatever. And we got there, dude. And this guy was like doing like mushrooms the entire time we were there. He was no smoking way. so much pot. And he was like, hey, man, you guys want some? I was like, no, dude, we're good. We're good. And I was thinking, I was thinking in my mind, I was like, dude, this guy's going to be so <laughs> high by the time we're done. Like, he's going to give this shit away. And then we they went, went in this big thing because he went. He took this trip to India, and he had like this, this what do you call it? like enlightenment thing that he that he had, and he mm-hmm. saw how people lived outside of like his bubble, and it like really opened his mind, and then, you know took his hit, and I was like, oh cool, dude! I listened to all his fucking dumb stories. I put up with all his little bullshit. <laughs> you were there for I, a long time too. Well, it was eleven thousand records, and we looked through every oh single fucking one, and we pulled out everything that we thought was going to be like legit. And I wasn't even trying to like low bomb or nothing. So we had we had four crates of like just bangers, 
like we're talking like like those those uh, original master recordings. A lot of the Beatles, original Beatles, like Japanese pressings of the Beatles with the with the OB strip on them intact, yeah. like original blues stuff. A lot of jazz stuff, like good good stuff, easy flippable stuff, and. <laughs> So we sit down and like this is how you can tell like a true fucking tweaker, like somebody who is a hardened drug user. There's like one surefire away, no matter what is like if you and I get drunk and then somebody's like, hey, dude, will you buy me like a drink? We'll probably be like, yeah, that's cool, man. I'll buy you a drink because we're yeah. stupid drunks. But like a real drug user, you, the moment you like start talking about money, they wake up. Their brain fucking sets in. They wake up. They they go into like overtime. So he's sitting there. He's all strung out on the yeah. couch. And all of a sudden, now it's time to pay. He fucking wakes up. He puts his little like poker hat on, you know, the green visors. And he pulls out his little like keyboard and his little, he puts a cigarette in his mouth. And he's got his like sketch pad with a pencil and a calculator out. And I swear to God, like you would think this guy had never done drugs in his life at how on point he was with money. It was what unbelievable. <laughs> And so that obviously he so they oh my god so the you first were so thing he does mad ever you texted me you were so pissed. I wanted to hit this guy I was so fucking pissed I, I, so the first thing he does he's like, let's count them up and then I was like okay cool we'll count them up like each of these are probably worth like twenty to twenty five dollars each album so if we can get away with like five dollars an album that's cool you know yeah. we had like I don't know something like four hundred dollars or four hundred albums you know times five that's like two grand whatever. Yeah. So he pulls up a number and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I'm looking at like fifty five hundred. Or no, he said fifty five, and I was like, fifty five what? He said fifty five hundred. I said for what? Like the whole thing? I said no, just for just leagues. I said okay, well that's that's way more than we thought. And we had just spent like two hours there sorting through all of his shit, pulling stuff down, pulling all the good stuff down, leaving all the shit. So not only like did we do all the work for him, so now he has four crates oh full God. of just bangers, but he gave us a shit deal. So I bought four albums from him. I bought a Bob Marley, a Peter, uh, fucking Gregory Isaacs, uh, that Sabbath, and then this one for I wanted I wanted to get do it for thirty. I was like for thirty bucks, dude, I'm not going higher. And he's like, how about like how about like thirty five, or no, dude, how about fifty? Seriously? How about fifty? And like it was like fuck? it was like a haggling thing. Oh my god, it was back and forth like forever. So whatever. So eventually, I left with Morrison Hotel. I was super stoked about it. Next day, or no, not next day. Three days later, I buy another lot on OfferUp, and inside that lot are two, count them, two copies of Morrison Hotel. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. And then the whole time, too, like, because he's smoking indoors. He smokes cigarettes and pot indoors. And, like, it's not my house. I don't give a shit. But yeah. that fucks me up, dude. Like, I, I had horrible oh, yeah, allergies. I'm yeah. sneezing. I thought I couldn't breathe. And all the records are dusty as fuck. And so I'm sitting there. I got like my shirt over my face. And he's like, you okay, man? I was like, no, dude. Like, it's, I'm not. <laughs> but all right. I'll, I'll plow through it. <laughs> You're suffering. <laughs> oh, that's so shitty. And you drove, what, like 30, 40 minutes out to go to go there or what? Yeah, it was a solid. F- it was like 40 minutes. But on the way back, I discovered, because the, the guy that I went with, he showed me a record store that's out there and mm-hmm. it's a fucking bang of a record store, but I was so pissed off. I couldn't really enjoy it, but it was a bang of a record store and they had transatlanticism there for $25 and oh, I didn't thanks. even buy it cause I was all pissed off <laughs> and I fucking kicked myself and I called well, yeah. him like days later and didn't have any more. Uh, how, how did the other guy react that you were with? Oh, he was so pissed. He was so fucking mad. Oh, I bet. 
I thought, you, I thought you went with Sloan. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Okay. No, he, 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 he texted me like as he was counting him up and then he was like discogsing everything. Right. But not even like discogsing. He, he has this app and I guess there's an app out there where you can take a picture of a cover and it'll search discogs for you to pull up all possible uh, variants. Yeah. And then he was doing the thing where he spoke into it. So he was like Beatles, White Album, Original oh, Master so Recording. Annoying. And he's like, oh, yeah, this goes for like 150 online. And of course, you know, he's like pulling up the highest possible price, <laughs> which is fine. probably like, that's, worth like $10, you know? Well, those, those those like those like original master recordings, those are worth money. Like those are worth money. Okay. Those are worth hundreds. Okay. But the problem was, I don't mind somebody coming at me with like he says, "Oh, I want five grand for these." I said, "Okay, well, we want we want to pay you like two grand." And he's like, "Well, mm-hmm. I can go down to like forty eight hundred. Like that's that's not a negotiation." Yeah, it's not. That's that's there's there's no wiggle room. Like I'm gonna the, the, come on, dude. Like fucking move a little bit. I mean, and and what the fuck is he gonna do with all these records? If he's already that willing, was the thing. if he's already willing to sell them, like come on, dude. He had posted an offer up that for like a, he he put eleven thousand records and then he wanted a million dollars. But I thought the million dollars <laughs> was a joke. I thought it was just like, oh, <laughs> I have to put a number in here, so let me put something in. Oh but he God. legit thought he was gonna get him fucking million dollars, like no joke. <laughs> That's so great. But so and then he showed me. The same time. And then he showed me like his fucking band room, and there's all these like fucking drug paraphernalia out there there's like fucking like syringes and spoons and shit all out there and i was just like whatever man i listen to all your dumb fucking stories and like this guy was just a complete tweaker but he was really skinny and really small so i feel like if he like attacked me i could take him yeah and then like one punch you'd you'd probably kill him and then then he showed me his trailer he's like you want to come in my trailer he's like nah dude i'm not gonna go in there that's that's weird I was like, well, the trailer's for sale if you want it. I was like, how much? Twenty eight hundred. I was like, dude, the fucking all four, all the tires are fucking on. They're on like cinder blocks. The windows are non-existent. The lights don't work. The trailer hitch is all rusted out. Like, were you fucking high? <laughs> well, yeah, he was. Yeah, but I tell you, man, that's how you spot a true like hardened drug users is when they're when the money comes in, their fucking brain clicks on, and you know, like there's only so many times as a drug user, you get you you you, you get fucked out of your money. So yeah, like your body, true. your natural reaction, the endorphins kick in, you know. So you you, you got to turn it on at some point. And it's that, amazing how known. how crazy of a of a collection he has, though. It's that was dude, that was it was hard to walk away. Like there was some stuff there that I wanted so bad. There was some like like pressings of of uh, Robert Johnson shit that I've never mm-hmm. even seen before. They were so old, like originals. Holy shit. There was some original blue stuff from like Robert Johnson, from Muddy Waters, from BP King. There was so much stuff, and I wanted it so bad. There was like original fucking Yes albums. There was Fragile. There was Close to the Edge, sealed, sealed. What? From the seventies. I just I couldn't even. Wow, like, that's, that's cool, man. That's now it's gonna sit in your fucking crackhead house, and no one's ever gonna enjoy it. Awesome. That's unbelievable. Holy shit. Wow, I, I did, see. I only heard a very, very small part of your story. I, I like how you saved it all for this. That's pretty great. Uh, yeah, now I'm like mad all over again with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <sighs> okay. Yeah. What a waste, dude. Like just thinking of all these cool records that are this guy's house that will never see the light of day because you know, he's a little yeah. cuck until he dies. Honestly, and then all that shit's going to be thrifted. All that you know, all that's going to be thrifted. 
I know, and it's like, 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 do I make friends with this guy? So if he dies, he'll leave me in his will or something. I can just go pick him <laughs> up, or like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Is that mean? Do it. Fuck him. He was an asshole. Hey, fuck the guy. Um, oh yeah. So whatever. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> and that leads me to my my album, my song slash album slash artist of the week. Um, yeah. Ah, we shouldn't be burping because we get complaints. Yeah, we, get, we get one stars. Uh, Obisia, Obisia, Osibia. Is it Osibia? I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't know. It's um there. Yeah, this the song I chose is called "The Dawn." Mm-hmm. The night is darkest before the dawn. Okay, um, Batman. Yes, yes. And this is from their. Uh, this is the opening song from the first album, nineteen seventy one. This is a band that formed in Ghana in the sixties. They released a ton of albums, including this year, two thousand twenty one. And I listened what? to it. Is it like <laughs> the same members? It, it can't be. It's a couple of the same members. Hmm. Okay. But the album that they released this year in 2021 is not bad. It's pretty good. Interesting. This was actually really good though. The, the song was really good. Yeah, this is this is this is Afro rock and it's it's so it's good. just got a lot of heart in it. It's very fun. It's very instrument focused. The vocals the vocals are mostly just kind of quick chants or call and answer type things. Yeah. But this is uh I mean like this sounds a lot like Santana. It reminded me a lot of Santana, that that type of like jammy psychedelic blues stuff. Yeah, I can hear but that. But with but with like a an African edge. Yeah. It, where wait, where did you get this from? I got this from a record store in Palm Springs. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say I this is just really weird. This is I, a really I heard weird pick for you. I heard about them because of the cover. The cover art, uh, his name's Roger Dean. He did a lot of the covers for Yes, all of those like weirdish, weird ones. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, those, like the sci-fi looking ones. paintings and stuff. Yeah, I, that, that guy so cool. That guy does a lot. He did a lot of covers and he did a lot of stuff. And then at one point, I was just kind of like when when we first started doing this, I was just kind of searching through a lot of the bands that he had done, a lot of the other artists that he had done, and just kind of like I don't know looking at them and, and admire, admiring them, admiring art. Cause I now I'm like a big, I'm a big art guy. Right. Yeah, of course. I have art Makes on sense. my, on my walls and stuff. I like Picasso's and your fucking Van Gogh's and your Andy Warhol's. Michelangelo's and your Donatello's and yes. everything else. But yeah, this was, um, this is one that I, I had noticed and I thought it was really cool and I'd forgotten about it for a long time until I, 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 I saw it here in the live, and I was like, that looks like Roger Dean. And I was like, I remember this one. What is it? And I picked it up. <laughs> All right, so then let's play a little bit of uh, of the Dawn. You want me to play from the beginning or what? Yeah, that's whatever you want to do, kid. Okay, so here it is, the Dawn from this band. Uh, what are they? Uh, Osabisa. Osibia. Osibisa. 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 Crisscross rhythms that explode with happiness. We're gonna start this happy vibes right from the root. And the root is early one morning in the heart of Africa. Thank you. 
There you go. Osibisa and the song The Dawn. Really good. Just, yeah. What What is there it? There you go, baby. Was it a- Afrobeat, right? Afro That's rock. Afro rock. But I think Afrobeat is another genre, too. Yeah. I, th- I think Afro rock and Afrobeat are just uh, like catch-all terms to sig- signify like yeah. music with african-americans playing it that's yeah what it seems that's like. true because i'm i'm i i think like somebody like phalo cootie i think he's considered afrobeat because he's more like jazz inspired so i think that's kind of like what afrobeat is i could be completely wrong but yeah i mean it's it's not it's not a genre we grew up with at all at all so it's 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 still a little new but i think it's just it's just whatever we americans identify as like for this this sounds like santana with with just like more African culture mm-hmm. thrown yeah. into it. So I think that's Afro beat or Afro rock. Yeah, I can see that. It makes sense. I, I but it's good. listening to it again after you said you made the Santana connection, I can hear a lot more of that in there. It's great. Yeah. This this came out like two years two years after Santana's first. So okay. you know. That makes sense then. That I mean if there if there's a lot of like inspiration from that, it makes sense. Just what a fucking killer like genre. What a, what is a fucking rad time to be alive and just watch these bands <laughs> just jam out and play and just really get into the groove of things. And mm-hmm. but this band sounds like they have a lot of fun. Like their entire this entire album just they're like they're always like clapping. You can hear them dancing, stomping, and laughing and giggling. And it's, it's good stuff. Man, the the seventies would have been so fucking cool to go see music. Yeah, that's so rad. So like, like, I, like I said before, dude, I, I, I'd be doing drugs in the seventies. They're probably better, probably more pure, <laughs> <laughs> less likely of like an OD in the seventies. I feel. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're very, very true. I feel like there were a lot less overdoses for sure. But mo- but I feel like most of the people in the seventies were the worst thing they were doing were drinking and and smoking. Really, I. Heroin was a thing, but it was only within like a very small, small group of people. I don't know. Whatever. It's it's great. It's really, really great music, and it seems like it was a really great time to to grow up. Better than the sixties. Yeah, way better than sixties. Way, way better than the eighties. That's for sure. Eighties like the worst decade ever. (laughs) That's true. It's true. It's like (laughs) nothing good came out of the (laughs) eighties. The eighties were so terrible. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. okay. So is that all you got for your vinyls? Yeah, that's it. All that's right, all, all right. I, I don't have that many, so I'll get through them pretty quick. Uh, the first thing here I got is Sublime. Uh, it's their Forty Ounces to Freedom. You got this for me. Pretty much everything. Yeah, everything here is stuff that you had picked up, and then I had gotten because you had dropped them off with your mom, and then I got them for through her. So uh, yeah. 40 Ounces to Freedom. Uh, the first record came out in 92. We did an entire episode about this not even a year ago. So honestly, go listen to that episode That episode because it was really good. And Jeff was wrong on a lot of things. And he was really upset about that. Because uh, I was just like throwing points out left and right. And he was just like, he just didn't know what to do <laughs> with himself. He was just a complete meltdown well, for him. I, I'm just surprised you even wanted this because you fucking hate this record. I so. don't at all. I think this is a That's... fantastic record. That's what like surprised me, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. What what makes this what I, I figured out this week was that what makes this record better is when you listen to it out of context of their other records. 
when you when you just listen to it standalone, it's way better. But knowing that you're going to be listening to Robin the Hood and self-titled, it really puts a damper on the listen. Really does. But it's fantastic. Tell everybody how you skipped Bad Fish because uh, dude, you're a little cuck yeah. and like, Bad Fish too overplayed, so I don't like it no more. I skipped I skipped Bad Go Fish ahead. and I skipped um, Boss DJ. Gotta skip those. What? Terrible songs. Terrible songs. Oh, you're so fucking. Those dumb. songs are like not brain. good. Those songs are not good. You just, oh, mm. <laughs> They're mm. really not good songs. <laughs> but go listen to the episode where we do Forty Ounces to Freedom because uh, I'll, I'll I go in depth as to why I don't like those, and then you try to rebuttal and it just doesn't work because you're wrong. So uh, the next thing you hear is Green Day. I got Nimrod. The fifth record came out in '97. Uh, this is probably like uh, it's not their their peak of this era because it's just I don't know. This is a great record. It's it's truly a great record. I I love this one, even though it's like super long at like what twenty one twenty two songs. It's still fantastic and just banger after banger after banger on this one. I I, I got nothing bad to say. Even even time of your life, even though it's been so overplayed, it's still my god that is such a banger. It, great album right there. It fights for the top spot for me a lot. Nimrod and like Insomniac go back and forth constantly. Yeah, and and, and time of your life works because it's sandwiched. It's not it's not an ender, right? There's still prosthetic head after it, mm-hmm. and the King for a day setting up Good Riddance is like that that yeah. sandwich in between two other songs. I think makes it work better than having it as a strictly it closer. It really, really does, and I I think I. At this point, I'm good with my Green Day collection. I don't need I don't need anything more, unless it was like very very cheap or free. I'm good. I'm good with my four Green Day. I'm, yeah, I'm done. Well, my collection's complete. You need American Idiot, but then well, be- no, I would never get American. I would never get. I wouldn't even get it for. I wouldn't even take it for free. Damn, I saw I, I saw Father of All Motherfuckers the other day used for twelve bucks. I didn't pick it really? up. <laughs> cheap. Oh my god. <laughs> That's wild. I mean, that's a terrible record, but 12 bucks, that's for a band like Green Day, that's that's low. That's very low. I, I even said I like that album too, and I was like, eh, I don't like it that much. <laughs> I think the only albums I would take for very cheap would be like uh, Shenanigans or Kerplunk. That's about it. Even then, it would have to be like. not an album, but okay. Well, it is. But, uh, but yeah, if it was like 10 bucks, but no more than 10 bucks, I would ever spend on Kerplunker shenanigans. Otherwise, I'm good. The four records, Dookie, Insomniac, Nimrod, and Warning. That's all you need. That's all you need for your collection. That's fair. It's very fair. That's one hell of the Uh, 90s. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the best of the 90s, honestly. There's not much. There aren't many things better in the 90s than those. Now, uh, the, the, the next thing here, here, oh, I can't even speak. The next thing here also came out in the 90s, and that is Nirvana's Nevermind. Their their second album came out in 91, and uh, everyone knows this record. It's it's one of the, the most popular records of all time, I feel. It's iconic, and um, this copy, it's kind of unfortunate because w- with albums that are just constantly repressed over and over again, there's a lack of um, quality to some of it, and this is one example of that. And it just, there's a lot of surface noise on this. What? I cleaned it. Yeah, I cleaned it. I, I, I tried my best, but there was still, there's still a lot of surface noise. But it, 
Like it, it you, looks like glossy as fucking. Like looks beautiful. Yeah, you would think, right? It would play great, but no. I mean, it's it's not bad, but like when you when you listen to Polly or and really just Polly, like that one, it sticks out a lot. The the surface noise does. So that that was a little bit of a shame, but regardless, that the songs the songs are just perfection. This album is perfection. And uh, yeah, so that's Nevermind. I got got Nirvana. Nirvana's never Nevermind. Uh, the next two are from the Beatles. I got the White Album and I got Let It Be. So the <laughs> White Album. The White Album is their ninth record. Came out in '68. It's a double album. Uh, I didn't know this, but it, most of it was actually written in India when the band were there, uh, like taking meditation courses or like doing like they were on like a meditation retreat there. And the only Western instrument there to play was an was like one acoustic guitar. So they they wrote a lot of the record on that, and I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, this album was not very good. <laughs> this is like. This is probably my least favorite. Yeah, no, this is my least favorite Beatles record right here. And I just, I don't get it. It's way too long. Like back in the USSR, I think is one of their worst songs. I hate that. I've never liked that song. <laughs> and dude, it's that stupid. Just, it's a bad song. Stupid. No, the band's not stupid. But the, the <laughs> White Album, I just, don't. I don't, I don't get why people like this record so much. It's not that good. It's really not. And then reading about reading more about it, like Ringo had, had quit the band for like three weeks during the recording of this because of, you know, tensions within the band. And then this is when Yoko Ono had come in and she was causing a big problem because they had like a, a, a very strict no girlfriend wife policy in the studio. But of course, Lennon being the cuck he was, he just constantly brought her around. And so that led to a lot of tension and just bullshit. And yeah, dude, this album is just, it's not good. It, it, it's like it's almost like the equivalent to that Bob that shitty Bob Dylan record. What was it? The double album he did that was terrible. Blonde on blonde. Yeah, blonde on blonde. Like it just it went on and on and on and it's just not good. And I don't understand why the White Album is so popular and I don't understand why Blonde on Blonde is so popular and I just really don't understand why Bob Dylan is that popular. But that's another I don't know what Bob Dylan has to do with any of this, but the White Album <laughs> Did the Beatles have three good albums? They they really do. They have three albums that are pretty they have two albums that are really fucking good, like Rubber Soul and Sgt. Pepper's. I'll Perfect. give you that. Those are fucking banger albums. Yeah. Revolver's still pretty good. Revolver's yeah. pretty good. But those are like one, two, three. That's it. Yeah. That's all okay. they got. After that, okay. like it's after that, it, they, 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 they rehash Yellow Submarine. The Magical Mystery Tour is dumb. You think the White Album's stupid. So like then before that, it, they're just a pop act and, you know, whatever. But the pop like, stuff was really good. That's it was. The thing too. It was. The pop stuff was really, really good. It was. They kind of started like the like a lot of things. I get it. I get it. But I don't know. Five albums of it. Six albums of it. That's a little much. Well, well. I mean, the, the white much. album. The white album. Album and Let It Be sound to me. They sound nothing like their early stuff. This is like. This is almost like ballad kind of. This is like Beatles ballads for me. The, the oh, stuff I mean, off of White and Let It Be are like that for me. The song "Let It Be" is that not? Dude, like that, that song is the, not a good song. Is that not like? I mean, I, for, I don't even know how to. It's the greatest ballad of all time, though, right? <sighs> Dude, I hate that song. But it is like that's that's what it, it is. is. It I is know, intended I know. to be a yeah. ballad, and like I don't like it either. I think it's so fucking cheesy, and it's after like the first "Let It Be," it really irritates me. But that is like the greatest ballad of all time. Yeah, it is considered that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So, but. 
overall, the the Let It Be album was their last album, and that came out in 1970. And uh, and this album was it was good. It, it was much better than White, much better than the White album. But I mean, it, it's nothing compared to the to the big three, and not even it's nothing compared to I feel like the earlier stuff, the stuff before Revolver. It's a solid listen through, but I I actually ended up skipping Let It Be. Like I got I got to that first Let It Be, just like you just said, and I I was like I can't do this. So I went to the next song. I lifted the needle up, moved it. I know. And on the vinyl, like it takes, you don't just skip a song. Like it has to be so bad that, cause it takes work to skip a song on the vinyls. Not easy. Dude, the white album has Obla D, Obla Da. That song's so good. I don't like that song. That's a banger of a song. Mm-mm, no. Wow. Okay. Nah, not for me. So it's got those two. So my, my collection is almost complete. Almost complete. What? What else I got do you like need? two more. I got. I need. Please please me. And uh, was it Beatles for sale? I think you just got one of them the other day. I got right? one of them. Yeah, I was supposed to get two, but then one of them was only the jacket. There's no <laughs> yeah. disc in it. So I, I don't remember which one those are. I haven't picked those up from your mom yet, so I don't remember. Uh, so then I got two left. So we got Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac next. This, the oh album God. Then Play On. This is their third record. came that's out in it. 1969. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the last one with Peter Green, right? Kind of. I, uh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, is, yeah, they're, yeah. 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 Their history is so like, it's so all over the place, and there's just there have been so many band members. It's wild. There's really like and, three. There's really like three eras. There's the Peter Green era. Era. There's the non-Peter Green pre-Stevie Nicks era, and then there's which is like else. five albums or like six albums. Yeah. Because <laughs> cause Rumors was, like, what, their 12th? And then I think Stevie Nicks did one before that? I think so, yeah. I think, yeah. But the Peter, this one was, it was very calm. It was very um, atmospheric at times. It was very, like, improv, kind of jamish. It was good. It was that's, really that's, good. That's the psychedelic coming through, man. That's the little bluesiness. Like that's, Yeah. This is my favorite uh, Fleetwood Mac album. Yeah, this was really good. It was very good, so... I'm stoked on it. I'm glad I have it. Definitely going to go back to it. But also Rumors is a great one. So I'm glad I have that too. But uh, yeah, this is, it's it's just so crazy to me. And we've talked about it before on the pod, how just different this band was prior to Stevie Nicks, especially this era with Peter Green. It's just, they you just, would never know it's the same band. They just kept evolving and, and in like ways that you would never expect. Yeah. And it's I wonder, fun. I mean... We we have to do it again, like a Fleetwood Mac album again. But I'm I'm kind of wondering, like, how often did Peter Green come back to the band just for like one-off shows or maybe a tour or something, or did he never? I don't know. I don't even know how he left. Like, I don't know if he left on like good terms or not. I don't think so. I don't think any band member has left on good terms. That's probably true. Even uh, what's his name, uh, Lindsey Buckingham, when he when he got he was fired like two years ago. He was fired. Like this band is a fucking mess. Yeah. But anyway, the, the last thing I have here uh, is is what you you picked up for me, or you you got from a lot, and uh, it's the Clash. Their album Combat Rock, fifth album, came out in 1982. Um, this is just <laughs> this is way better than I thought. It's not like the Clash were never like a truly truly like punk band. They delve so much into into ska and reggae and just like different genres and it, they're just they're not a punk band i've never really thought of them as a punk band and this this really kind of 
solidified that for me, even though this has their literally the two biggest hits of Rock the Casbah and Should I Stay or Should I Go. And even those songs aren't even like punk songs. They're like more new wave, if anything. Yeah. I mean, Rock the Casbah is definitely like a new wave song. Should yeah. I Stay or Should I Go could be a little more punk, but Rock the Casbah is kind of a trash song. Oh, it's still a good song, but but overall, the, this record is way more way more ska, reggae, a lot of some dub thrown in there, some spoken word. It's it's a cool record. It's really good, and uh, so so that leads into my song of the week, and I went with the, the song "Ghetto Defendant." Uh, so th- this has all the spoken word you hear is from uh, a guy named Allen Ginsberg, and I feel like we've talked about him on the pod before. But he he's like a beat poet from the time and very, very famous and very popular within that scene. And uh and they got him to be on this this song. So here's uh here's Ghetto Defendant from The Clash. Starved in Metropolis. Hooked on Necropolis Addict of Metropolis Do the worm on Necropolis Slam dance Cosmopolis Enlighten the populace There it is, the clash and the song "Get Out Defendant" from Combat Rock. What do you think of this one? This was this was amazing. Like it was it was so good, and I got this for you, and I kept putting it off, and I don't know why I didn't listen to it. But had I listened to this, I would have kept this. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I have the Clash's first album, and we did, we kind of talked about the Clash's first album. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like reggae and ska influence into them, and they do like the '80s sound better than most '80s bands. And oh, they, totally. They weren't even in the '80s. They mm-hmm. didn't start in the '80s. So, like that's, that's the thing. But they also do the punk sound better than a lot of punk bands. Too. Like White Riot's a fucking phenomenal punk oh, song. That's so good. And it's just like the Clash is. Uh, they, I don't know. The Clash maybe like, like, m- maybe the only cool punk band that we like from this. Like big three generation. Oh yeah, I mean they they're they're leaps and bounds better than the Ramones and especially the Sex Pistols. White Riot and Clampdown, they're they're so fucking catchy. 
But damn, that's it. That was like a that was a banger. It's so different, right? And that and the spoken word stuff was super cool. That was great. I loved it. I mean, it, it was very uh it was even very like police sounding. It was just it was mm, yeah. It was like everything. It was just it was just good it was just good grooves and good like white boy reggae and I dig. I dig. White boy reggae. <laughs> it was good. It was great. So uh, that, that's all. That's all I got for vinyl. So uh, you just want to jump into the music and stuff. New music. Yeah, let's do it. Some new album releases. We got the new album from AFI finally after like a year, because they they recorded this and they were supposed to release it, you know, over a year ago. But because of COVID, they it was delayed. So uh, they came out with their new record called Bodies. Uh, Jeff loves it, and I think it's pretty <laughs> good. I think it's pretty good. It's dude, a couple stinkers, but just you know, stop. It's a good. It's a good album. I Just enjoy stop. It. it is like any other band would have put this shit out. It would. You'd have shit all over. Imagine all time low, put an album out that sounded like this. This yeah. album is so bad. It is bad. It's not. It is bad, awful. Dude. It is There's awful. Electronic stuff. driven songs. There's no catchy hooks. There are no catchy melodies. It is way too slow. It is too dramatic, and nothing ever happens. This is one of the worst albums I listened to in like the past couple of years. I was very, very surprised how bad this was. I had high hopes. Too. I thought this was gonna be a lot better than it was. It was bad. That's a, such a shame because it's definitely not their. It's not their best, but it's not their worst. Do yeah, you, it's not their worst. What? No, this this probably is their worst. Nah, 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 nah. burials. Like is, burials. Is this worse was so worse. bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, get out of here, dude. You just you have to like it because you bought two of the vinyls. Nah, I gotta sell one of them. <laughs> gotta sell one of them. Yeah, they fucked me. The store fucked me on that one. But anyway, so yeah, that came out. Go listen to it. It's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. A couple stinkers, but it's pretty good. Uh, so some new songs. Skrillex put out a new song with uh, Noisia and another person, but I forgot who it was. It's called Supersonic. And uh, it was kind of boring. Didn't really care for it. Disappointed yeah, it was, by Skrillex. It was whatever's. I mean, we have, so, we, have, we have such high hopes for Skrillex. When something like this comes out, it kind of... It's worse than it actually is. It's not that bad of a song, but yeah, it's lackluster. Like, yeah, compared compared to like what we know, he's 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 worth. Mm-hmm. This is eh, yeah. It's okay at best. So there was that one, uh, Lord. She put out a new song called Solar Power. I've been a big fan of her. I think her her two records that she has out, I think they're really really solid, and uh, and I really like this. It. It's, it's so different from everything she's ever done. It's all acoustic. It's just her and an acoustic guitar. She's never done anything like this. And I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if you did, but I dug it. I thought lot. it was good. I, I'm not like a big Lord fan. I, I like Royals, but that's that's probably oh, about it. Banger, never really got dude. into it. But this is it's a good song. I dig it. I, that song was huge. Roy, uh, Royals was, was huge, but damn, she deserves more credit. Because those, those two records she put out are just... They're so good. I, it's nuts. But this song is good, and I'm stoked for a new record from her. So stay tuned for that, because I'm sure we'll talk about it. And uh, Weezer put out a new song, even though they put out two records this year. Uh, they, the new song is called Tell Me What You Want, and it was for what is video, this video game conference. I don't, I don't even know what it was. But yeah, I forgot what it was. And I forgot what the song sounded like, too, actually. Yeah, I did. It's, it's good, but it's not. it doesn't like blow me out of the water with the Weezer you know it's just damn I cannot remember anything about this song I can't either <laughs> it's wow. definitely not bad like it doesn't make me want to shut it off at all but I, I don't remember anything about it so hmm. 
Anyway, okay. uh, this last thing we have here, Jetta, this new band, uh, put out a song called Divi- or Dividing Pair, and it's it's Ryan Key from Yellow Card, and who's the other guy? So, uh, I think he's uh, Mendez, Sean Mendez or something. Also, oh, Sean Mendez. Something Mendez. Well, anyway, they, they put out a new song. Why can it be Sean Mendez? It's, it's not Sean Mendez. It's not Sean. It can be. It's not. I mean, it may, anything can be. Yeah, but oh, okay, so it can be. But it's not. It's not. Oh, it could be. Uh, but this uh, this is not what I was expecting at all, and I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> it was really. I good. thought. I thought this was gonna be so fucking stupid. I thought it was gonna be a dumb because it started off stupid. And I was like, okay. This is just like I know Ryan's gonna come in and start singing nasally and annoying, but it turned into like a cool electronic song. It was electric, cool electronic, no vocals. <laughs> it was really good. I really, really enjoyed this. Like if I was an entire very record, surprised. if an entire record without vocals came out, I would buy it on vinyl. <laughs> it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. Very, very pleasantly surprised with this. So, good on him. Good on them. I should say. So get into that. I'm, we're not going to play it because we can do whatever we want. Uh, <laughs> the the last two things here, Toy Patch, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket from Blink-182, turned 20 years old. So the nostalgia hit strong. Uh, unfortunately, there was no vinyl re-release. Fucking and stupid. It doesn't make any fucking sense as to but why they released new merch. Happen. And it was just like stupid merch. It's like one t-shirt, one sweatshirt, and like a like a... Like a keychain key or some stupid yeah. shit, <laughs> and it was just dumb, just so dumb. Like, what the fuck? You could have you could have made it so rad, so rad. It must it must be something to do with it has to be something to do with Tom not being in the band, like officially in the band. That has to be it because there's no excuse as to why they wouldn't reissue this on vinyl. It's so silly. I maybe I don't I don't know this. I, I have no idea. I have no thoughts because all my thoughts are negative and I don't want to say them because we've already talked about it a thousand fucking times. I know. So, uh, But anyway, go, everyone go listen to Toy Patch because God damn it, is this a fucking banger? It's, it's a perfect album. old enough to drink. Like next next year, they'll be 21. So yeah. They can drink. We'll do they'll, a, they'll be able to drink in the US. Yeah. We'll do a Toy Patch drinking episode next year on his birthday. Let's do it. One beer for every song. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so the last thing we have here is Bayside. Your boys in Bayside. Boys they're in going Bayside. on tour. They're going on tour, and they're, it looks like they're going to be in Arizona and California in September. So, yep. Are you going to this? Or because I'm not. Yeah. Going, but. Yeah, we're gonna go. You're not gonna come. You don't no. come out. No. no, no it's not just do. Bayside. It's Bayside. It's Census Fail. It's the Bomb Pops. It's not the Bomb Pops. It is the Bomb Pops. No, it's not. Did you not click the link? I I'll did click, click the link, you. but the, no, it does not say the Bomb Pops. I did click it, but oh, it, wait! Is this an actual tour? Or just a festival? Go ahead and click it again. I okay. I'm I'm in there right now. Read it. Read it. Are you reading it? <sighs> oh, it show me a where tour. It, no, you're right. Show okay, me where, I, show I, me where I it doesn't corrected. say the bomb pops though, because I'm no. Just, <laughs> I stand okay. correct. So yeah, I, I okay. will be going to this because it's it's Bayside headlining, and then Census Fail, and then the bomb pops, and then Hawthorne Heights is last, but. If Hawthorne Heights is truly last, that is fucking dope because then I, can, I can try and get there at the last moment and just catch like the tail end of Ohio's for Lovers, and then they're done. They're, they're done. I, I don't think fucking yet. deal with them. That's awesome. And then I can enjoy like three bands that I really want to see. Yeah, it makes so I'm sense. stoked. I'm makes excited sense. for this. Hell yeah! And I think they're playing the Van Buren, dude. I love the Van Buren. Yeah, it says the Van Buren. Yeah, 
The Van Buren is really, really. You would like the Van Buren. It's a good venue. What is it similar to? It's similar to like the Troubadour, but okay, bigger, bigger, yes, but kind of like uh, like more intimate, almost even like like because um, the stage is like right there. You can mm-hmm. get right up on the stage. I've only been there once, to be fair. I saw Armin Van Buren there at the Van Buren. <laughs> yeah, at the Van Buren. So weird. But uh, I, I I love this venue so much, and it's fucking loud. And mm-hmm. it's got it's cool. It's got this outside patio, and they serve pizza there all fucking night. Oh, nice. All okay. night, and it's like big slices. You don't have to buy like a whole pie, and they're cheap, like two bucks a slice. It's a phenomenal venue. I love this venue. Damn, that's fucking cheap. Hell, maybe I'll come out just to. To see the bomb pops and then leave. Oh, dear, bro. Don't tease me if you come out here to the we'll show. See, no we'll, see, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I know you're not. We'll you see. Tease we'll everybody see. else. I, I, everybody, know, everybody knows you're not coming out for this show. I come out to Arizona more than anybody. That is so. true, but you're not coming out to go to the show. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll how if you come, I'll buy your ticket. You come out of the show, I'll buy your ticket. <laughs> Fact. Me, I, the bomb pops are really. I'm really interested in that. Maybe we can hang out with them. Maybe we'll we'll reach out to them. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be out there in the patio eating pizza because everybody does. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, pizza's so good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> maybe I, well, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. So, we we got anything else or what? No, that's that's it. That's all. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Listen to the main episode because we're getting into Narkill. and we're gonna rank their three albums and talk about that in CKY. So stay tuned and yeah, you know, that's it. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm.